Welcome back to our podcast, and my name is Jim Hughes, and this is the Gospel According to Jesus. As we open up God's Word today, I want you to think about a couple of scriptures. The first one is found in Isaiah 41.10, and it says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will also help you. And in 1 Peter 5.7, it says, Having cast all of your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. And our theme scripture uh, is found in Amos 8.11, and it says, Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord God, when I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread or a thirst for water, but rather for the hearing of the word of the Lord. And and I know there's a lot of you out there that you're, you're thirsting, you're hungry for the word of the Lord. And that's what I want to do with this podcast. I want to share the word of the Lord with you. And today I'm going to be sharing a podcast and it's called When Lonely, We Are Not Alone, which is part of a series of podcasts that I've been doing about despair. First, if you're a believer, and I just want to focus on this for just a little bit, and if you're here listening to this today and you're a believer and you've committed your life to Christ and Christ is come into your heart and changed your heart, changed your life. I just want to rejoice with you today. God is so pleased that you've committed yourself to him. It's the greatest thing that you'll ever do in your entire life. It doesn't matter what kind of career you have, how many kids you have, what kind of marriage you have. Your life is, is only as good as you committing it to him and letting him control it. And so I just want to rejoice that you've done that. The scripture says that the heavens rejoice and people rejoice when you do that. And so I just want to thank you that God is now living on the inside of you and your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Because the cross is the key to our redemption. And the only way you're going to come clean with God is to understand that everything that happened on the cross is for us and that he wants to make a difference in your life. And I'm so excited about this podcast today because this podcast is really a message by our pastor um, of Grand Parkway Church in Porter, Texas, and that's Pastor Glenn Jolloway. And he had a powerful message, and I want you to listen to this message and just soak in what God is going to say to you through this message. Blockbuster Sermon Series, we're going to be showing a clip from the movie... I'm going to try not to geek out because I'm pretty excited about this one. The Avengers Endgame. Who's excited? I'm the only one. It's okay. Let's pray as we get into the word. Amen. Pray with me today. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. This is your service. And Satan, you are not welcome in my life, in my church, or in my home. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So over the last few weeks during this series, we've looked at quotes and clips from movies. Week one, we looked at Avatar. Last week was the American underdog, and this week it is the Avengers Endgame. Uh, there is no question, if you know anything about me, I'm a big fan of the MCU. And it's no secrets, you know, that, that when those movies come out, more than likely I'm one of the first ones to get tickets way in advance. Uh, through all the Avengers and all that, a group of us would get together and we'd buy tickets months in advance. We were those type of you know, individuals. Um, but as I said before, and I said it, you know, a couple weeks ago, it's not real, right? I know, even though I'm a big fan of it, the movie's not real. 
the the Avengers are not real. It's it's for entertainment. It's for you know uh, enjoyment. And 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 at the same time, I know that it's not real. But also, I do believe that when we watch a movie, as I said throughout this series, that you can find inspiration. Uh, a movie, as I said in week one, is trying to connect you emotionally. And when our emotions are involved, there can be some positive things that comes from that. But at the end of the day, the Word of God is the ultimate resource for our life. Uh, I also enjoy reading. Uh, I love reading books. Uh, it's one of my favorite things to do. I, I, I've gotten now where I've downloaded all the books into my phone, and I keep them with me, and I carry them, and I read. I love to read. But even reading, and I find inspiration in reading books, nothing trumps the Word of God. So before we get into our movie clip today, let's get into the Word. The Bible says in Acts 16, 22 through 23, Then the multitude rose up together against them. The magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Now, this story is referring to Paul and Silas. Um beaten, stripped of their clothes, thrown into prison. Uh, that sums up a bad day. And, and they did this, or they were thrown into prison because they were doing what God called them to do. They were spreading the gospel. And because they spread the gospel, it cost them their freedom. Now, we're going to circle back around to that in a minute, okay? As I said, our movie clip today is the Avengers Endgame. MCU, whether you're a fan or not, it, the, the Marvel Universe did a phenomenal job starting with Iron Man 1 and building up to the epic battle that took place in the Avengers Endgame. And it was a battle between the Avengers and Thanos. And, and for those of you who've watched the movie, you know exactly what I'm saying. For those of you who've never seen it before, you're totally lost, but it's okay. The scene we're going to watch is really the climax of all those movies, all those characters coming together and standing and fighting uh, Thanos and his army of aliens. In the scene, Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor, the bigger version of Thor, was battling Thanos on Earth. And in the battle, Iron Man and Thor were kind of removed temporarily, and it left Captain America to go one-on-one -on -one with Thanos. And things wasn't going well. Uh, in the battle, he lost his shield. It was broken. His, his legs were cut. He didn't lose his shield, but the shield was broken. His legs were cut. And there was a scene in the movie where he just felt like he was all alone. But in fact, he wasn't alone. The epic battle was about to begin. It's just a movie clip. It's not real. But you guys enjoy the epic battle, the Avengers versus Thanos. snapping the gauntlet that he put on or that he had with the stones and defeated Thanos. But as I said, it's not real, right? It's a movie. The point that I want to make and, and the point that I want to share with you today, and we're going to circle back to the word in a minute, is that, that Captain America wasn't alone, even though probably for a moment he probably felt alone. But at the end of the day, he wasn't alone. He didn't have to fight this fight, this epic battle by himself. I think what happens is, as we live our life, even though we are constantly surrounded by people, there are times where this world can become a very lonely place. 
Uh, we could be battling with something, and, and, and we're carrying it in our heart and in our life, and we're not sharing it with anybody. And so at times, we could feel alone. In fact, I do believe that the enemy wants to isolate us and make us feel alone. Um, and, and even though we know, we know that that's not true, sometimes as, as human, and I talked about emotions, sometimes emotionally we can't just help feeling that way, that there are times in our life where we feel lonely, despite the fact that we're around people. Uh, even today, even somebody watching this, they may be around somebody, or you may be sitting in a room you know, full of people. You could be in a very lonely place. But in fact, we're never alone because God loves us. And he doesn't forsake us. I love what 2 Corinthians says. Y'all ready for this? 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 9. When we feel alone, read this. It says, we are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Isn't that awesome? When we are feeling alone and we are, we're battling loneliness, man, let's just remember what 2 Corinthians 4, 8, 8, 9 through says. We may be hard-pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken because God hasn't left us. And yes, we may be struck down. Yes, this world may try to crush us, but we are not destroyed. Amen? Yes, we can feel alone. All right, let me go back to Paul and Silas for a moment. Think about this. Paul and Silas were in a very, very tough place. Let me read it again. Acts 16, 22 through 22. Then the multitude rose up against them, together against them. The magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Everything that they were dealing with, everything that Paul and Silas were dealing with, think about it. People rose up against them. When we're at odds with people, that's difficult, right? When we know somebody doesn't like us or they're against us, that's tough, right? They were stripped of their clothes. That's humiliating. They were beaten with rods. No, thank you. I'll pass. And then they were thrown into prison. All these things we just read, this is what's going on in their life at this moment when, when Acts 16, 22 through 23 is playing out. The ultimate of bad days. And yet, Paul and Silas knew in that moment they weren't alone. Because you know what? We read in Acts 16.25, after they were beaten, after they were stripped naked, after they were thrown into prison, guess what we read? The Bible says that at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Paul and Silas knew they weren't alone. Despite the fact of all those things that happened, they were not alone. Their faith in God was still very much strong. And then, to top it off, they were ministering to other people while in prison. This world can make us feel alone. But church, we are not alone. There are times in our life where we may feel it. There are times in our life where we may feel like that that, that, that we can't go another step. We've got to remember that God is with us every step of the way. We cannot allow our faith to be shaken by circumstances of the world that we live in. 
We cannot allow our faith to be shaken in times of loneliness. It's just a movie. It's a movie I enjoy. But Captain America, he wasn't alone. It wasn't real. But the movie paints a very interesting picture that I think we can relate to. He wasn't alone. And good triumphed over evil. I said it before. I'll say it again. The back of the book's not not changing. Good will triumph over evil. Even though the enemy will make us try to feel alone, try to isolate us. Here's another thing to remember. Our fight is not against each other. Because the enemy tries to pit us against one another, doesn't he? Our fight is not against each other. In fact, Scripture talks about that. Ephesians 6.12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against the powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. Man, our fight is not with each other, church. We are not alone. We have an enemy, a real enemy, who's trying to, trying to kill, steal, and destroy. And you know what? Yes, there are times in our life where we feel alone. I'm going to be honest with you. There are times in my life where I feel alone. How can you feel alone? You're a pastor. You've got a beautiful wife, lovely children. You know what? There's times in my life where I feel alone. Like I said, human emotions. At the end of the day, we are flesh and blood. We are not perfect. And in those moments of loneliness, we've got to remember that God is with us. Alexander um, Kukendall, in the book Loving My Actual Neighbor, published in in 2019, I'm going to read an excerpt from page 15. It says, whether young or old Americans are feeling more isolated, according to a recent study from the Pew Research Center, About half of Americans have weekly interactions with their neighbors, which means half of them don't. A survey survey by AARP found out that about one-third of respondents over the age of 45 are lonely. And according to the American Psychological Association, loneliness and social isolation have similar effects on health, obesity, and can lead to a premature death. The article goes on, or the book goes on to say that no surprise, social media doesn't help the feelings of isolation. And I thought, what? And I read on. It made sense. It says we can have a serious fear of missing out when it seems we're not invited to places that everyone else is, or we have the same number of likes or comments that someone else does. We can feel lonely. Interesting thought. This world can feel lonely. But at the end of the day, we are never alone. God is with us as we live out our days on this earth. Every step of the way, we're never alone. And that's what we got to remember. Easier said than done. I'm beginning to close. Easier said than done, right? But we're not alone. Loneliness is a battle that we can face. And as it said, and I thought it was interesting, the book pointed out about, you know, can affect our health, loneliness affecting our health. But it makes sense because loneliness can lead to depression. And we know that's not good. 
but it's the world that we live in. Paul and Silas, beaten, stripped naked, thrown into prison, but they wasn't alone. In fact, they prayed and praised God while in prison. In the moments of loneliness, we don't need to turn to anything else but to our Father. Nothing else. And yes, there are a lot of things in this world we can turn to. But we need to turn to Him. Because Paul and Silas in that moment when they were in that horrible situation, and they were doing what God called them to do, it kind of wasn't fair. They were there, right? Sometimes this world's not fair to us. It's just not fair. So when we're in those moments of, 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 of a loneliness and isolation and even could lead to depression, we turn to God. That's exactly what Paul and Silas did. They turned to God. They praised God. They sing hymns. They didn't care that they were beaten. They didn't care that they were stripped of their clothes. They didn't care that they were in prison. They loved God and they weren't going to let anything stop their relationship with God. And you know what happened? Acts 16, 26 says, Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were Their praise in a horrible situation led to a miraculous thing. When we praise God, Despite being in a horrible situation, I believe it can lead to miraculous things in our life. Amen. That's where our faith has to come in. Paul and Silas went alone. In fact, you go on and read the story, Brother Tom. I thought he was going to get into my message. But the jailer, right? The jailer got saved. And not only the jailer got saved, his whole household. Man, God's good. The enemy will try to discourage us try to make us feel alone and yet through it all we can give the glory of God and something positive can happen and we can say take that devil we know what your future is and we know what our future is amen so when you're feeling alone or isolated remember you're not alone God's love and his strength will help us in this life uh, another quote from a book in playing of an audience of one learning to live for the approval of jesus author joshua book brooks tells about carl barth and he goes on to talk about and, the, and i'm going to read the direct quote from the book it says he goes on to say that carl barth was probably the arguably the greatest theologian of the 20th century he he, he created a 12 volume church dogmatics alone that consisted over 10,000 pages of systematic theology. That's a lot. Towards the end of his life, Barth actually went on tour of the United States. And he went and he had the opportunity to, to, to tour some of the nation's top universities. Now, how many of you know sometimes college students think they have all the answers? Can I have an amen? So, during a question that the student meant to trick Barth, Following one of his lectures, a student asked what was supposed to be an impossible question. Dr. Barth, you have written extensively on every aspect of theological and church history. I'm just wondering, could you sum it up in a sentence or two? 
impossible. The room was silent. Barth stood there for a moment. He was pondering what to say. And, and professors and students were clearly beginning to feel awkward. Have you ever been in a room where it was an awkward moment? That's how that room felt like. Such a trifling question. Who would ask such a brilliant scholar, scholar this question? Finally, Barth turned and looked at the student and said, Yep, I can sum it up. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Come on. Isn't that awesome? Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. You know what we got to do sometimes with this world? We just need to look at it and say, Jesus loves me. This I know. Because the Bible tells me so. We have the love of our Father, church. We are not alone. God is with us as we live out our days on this earth. Yes, it gets tough. Yes, it gets difficult. Yes, we may feel alone. But we are not alone. He loves us. Satan, Jesus loves me. For this I know. The Bible tells me so. Amen. Stand with me this morning. God is Wow. That was a powerful message, and I just so appreciate uh, Pastor Glenn for giving us that message. And no matter what you're going through, if you're in jail, if you're in prison, if you're feeling the loneliest in your life, God is there. Cry out to Him, and He will hear you. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're struggling with loneliness and despair, God is for you. He's not against you. God has a plan for your life if you'll come clean with him. And so I want to pray with you as we close out this podcast. And I just want you to know that God listens. And when you cry out to God, he listens to you. It says in Psalms 34, the righteous call out and the Lord hears them. And so if you're listening to this podcast and you're struggling with loneliness, I just want to pray with you. And God's going to touch your heart. God's going to bring just a joy in your life, a joy in your spirit, and he will overwhelm you with with his presence. And so let's pray. And I'd say, Lord, just thank you for this message today. Just thank you, God, that you are doing such a powerful work in those that are hearing this message. And Lord, there are those that are hearing this that are struggling with loneliness. They're, they are struggling with despair. There's so much going on out there in the world that brings despair, just like uh, the apostles and in the New Testament, Lord, they struggled. They were in jail. They were thrown in prison. And Lord, they, they were lonely. And you came upon them. And Lord, the Holy Spirit overwhelmed them. And I pray that you do that today with those that are struggling with this. In Jesus' name, I just speak total, complete peace over them. And we just thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Look, I just want to also pray if, if you're here and listening to this podcast and you don't know that you're right with God. You don't know that um, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You've never committed your life to Christ. Well, look, the Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And there's no exception to that. And because we're sinners, we have been given a death sentence. And that death sentence is separation from God. And the scripture calls it hell. And I know that nobody wants to purpose in their heart to go there. And so if you're listening to this and you say, Jim, I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to be lost for eternity. I heard it said many, many times, eternity is too long to be wrong and we don't want to be wrong. So if you're listening, you want to come clean with God. You want to confess your sin and ask him to come into your life. Then just pray this prayer with me and say, Lord Jesus, 
I'm a sinner. I've made mistakes. Lord, I've broke your commandments. I've done things in my life that I know are sin. And I ask you to forgive me of all of that. Cleanse my heart from all unrighteousness. I invite you into my life. Make me a new person. Write my name down in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I vow to follow you all the days of my life. I thank you, Lord, for saving me. I thank you, Lord, for changing me. And I give you my life from this day forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, I want to hear from you. And I just am so excited to hear any testimonies that God's changed your life. He's touched your life in some way. And my email address is jimhu 71 at Hotmail. And I just want to thank uh, Pastor Glenn for that message. And until next time, God bless you. Bye-bye.